Are you tired of feeling stuck in a cycle of scarcity, knowing deep down that you're destined for so much more? Do you yearn to elevate your wealth and manifest a life overflowing with abundance? Well, get ready to embark on a transformational journey because the free Money Mindset Workshop is back and better than ever. Mark your calendars for Friday, May the 31st at 6pm UK time, where we'll be diving into the secrets of unlocking all that prosperity. If you can't make it live, no worries, you'll still have access to the replay so you won't miss a single nugget of wisdom. So why should you join me for this life-changing free workshop? Firstly, we're going to shake off those limiting beliefs and mindset blocks that have been holding you back. It's time to break free and unleash the full potential of your money mindset. Then we'll be talking about manifesting wealth and success like never before. So say goodbye to just dreaming and hello to turning those dreams into tangible realities. And let's not forget about the cash flow because we're going to explore all the ways that money can flow into your life, enriching it beyond measure. Some of you might be wondering, does mindset really work? Absolutely. This workshop will serve as your guide and light, showing you how mindset shapes your reality and empowers you to actively pursue your goals. So whether you're a newbie to positive money mindset or a seasoned pro, this workshop is designed for you. If you're ready to see a significant transformation in your wealth and you're eager to embrace new techniques for inviting prosperity into your life, then you belong here. So what's on the agenda? We've got a 90-minute interactive session where we'll tackle those limiting beliefs head-on and uncover the abundance waiting to be embraced. Just imagine, instead of struggling, you could manifest money faster easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals the podcast. I hope that you're all well. As you know by now, my name is Mart, I am your host and this week 
I'm not even in the country. Yes, I am coming at you live and direct from Johnny's mom's house in Spain. Arriba! Is that Spanish? Who knows? It's currently 28 degrees. It's 8pm. I'm living my ultimate best life. It has just been so nice to get out of the office and so nice to get away. I know, obviously, I had a cruise with Fran in, was it June or July? God, this year is flying, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it wasn't really like a holiday holiday because it was only for five days for a start, which don't get us wrong. I was so, so grateful for, but it was a working holiday. We, we barely got any time to go out and explore anything. Do you know what I mean? We were working. It was just nice to work in the sun. But with that said, on the lead up to this little getaway for a week in Spain, I obviously had the event last week and then I was away in Leeds overnight to see Shania. So on the week leading up to these busy two weeks, I had to sit down and schedule out everything, and I mean everything, I was going to need to do for my business, basically, including, you know, things like social media stories, recording podcasts, um, ordering surplus stock, ordering packaging, and so much more that you wouldn't even believe. Like, I had a list so, so long. In fact, I was saying to my manifest with Mark members just a couple of weekends ago, and I spoke to Fran about this as well, about how I was, you know, one inch away from burnout. These last few weeks have been so, so testing. And, you know, trying to do all of our adoption paperwork and all of our homework and all of our meetings on top of all of that just really sent me to that cliff edge. And it's really not a nice feeling when you're absolutely drowning in it. You can't see a way out. You can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. So I thought I would do an episode on avoiding burnout when things get tough in life. So just to go to the dictionary, it dictionary corner, I'm like Susie Dent of Countdown. Um, the dictionary defines burnout as a state of chronic emotional, mental and physical exhaustion caused by prolonged exposure to excessive stress and a demanding workload. So burnout typically comes about from a combination of internal and external factors. It's not just all internal. It's not just all external. It's a combination of the two. So the first could be, I'm using this as an example, the first could be work-related stress. So the primary cause of burnout is work-related stress. And that's something that, you know, if you work in the NHS, I feel you, I see you, you'll be more than familiar with this. This stress can result from heavy workloads, unrealistic expectations of you, tight deadlines, a lack of autonomy or control over your work, or even little things, you know, like being short-staffed because that's going to put more and more pressure on you as a person. So constantly feeling overwhelmed and unable to meet these demands can really, really lead to burnout. The second factor of burnout is having that high level of responsibility. So things that entail high levels of responsibility, such as healthcare professionals, you know, like ambulance drivers and paramedics, they're especially susceptible to burnout. Can you imagine the pressure to make critical decisions and perform flawlessly, basically? You know, can you imagine being a paramedic and trying to treat someone knowing that if you make even the slightest mistake, they could die as a result. You've got someone else's life in your hands, so obviously that can be quite stressful. But high level of responsibility doesn't just necessarily have to be about work. It could be in your home life as well. You could, like, have three children like Fran does, or you could even just have one that, like, requires a lot of, like, attention and love. Do you know what I mean? So... That level of responsibility, it could go for your personal life, it could go for your work life as well. The third factor of burnout is what most of us listening will probably experience in our lifetime. 
and that is a lack of work-life balance. So I was just speaking to Drew, my barber, about this a couple of weekends ago, and he said he was in deep thought one night about, you know, the rat race of waking up, going to work, having food, going to sleep, and then waking up the next day and doing the exact same thing, day in, day out, every single day. And I said to him, you know, I find it so weird, and you might as well, I just find it so weird that we spend eight hours on average a day in bed. There are 24 hours in a day. So eight hours a day in bed, and we all go to bed every single day, don't we? Unless you're a psycho. Um, But that is a third of our life. A third of our life in bed. I just, I don't get it. It's a third of our life sleeping. Yes, we all need to recharge, but I just find that absolutely mental. It was like my mum the other week. My mum had basically said that she was looking for a new mattress. And I asked her, like, when was the last time you changed your mattress? And she said about 10 years ago, but the springs are starting to go. And I was like, 10 years? 10 years is a long time, mum. I was like, we've had ours like six years and we're starting to look at another one right now because ours has started getting a dip in it in the middle. You know, like it's it's got like a mountain in the middle and then it's got two dips at either side where me and Johnny both lay. And I said to her, I was like, so how much are you wanting to spend on a mattress? And she was like, oh, maybe, you know, 50 to 100 pounds. And I was like, mom, I hate to break it to you, but like, you're probably not going to get a mattress for that cheap. And she was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll find one for that cheap. But I was saying to her, I was like, you are spending eight hours a day, a third of your life in this bed. You have a really bad back. You have really bad legs. She's got really bad knee problems at the minute. And... You want to do everything you can to support your body and re-energize yourself so that you wake up like refreshed and that you wake up as full of energy as you possibly can because a third of your life is going to be spent lying on this mattress. You need to basically get a mattress that is going to support you as much as it possibly can for if you're going to have a 10 years for the next 10 years. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I went on to um, this place that we got our mattress from. Well, Johnny's dad actually bought our mattress for us very kindly when we first moved in together. And it's one of those, you know, I think it's called Eve. Is it Eve? It might be Simba. It's one of those anyway. They're about £300, I think, but it was like a, a moving in gift. But honestly, like, it is amazing in its memory form and it supports my back because I've got sciatica. So it really, really helps my lower back. It helps my lower limbs. It helps me to recover at night. And I can go to bed at night knowing that, like, that bed is supporting me for those eight hours and I'm going to wake up, like, feeling amazing about myself. So I said to my mum, I was like, look, you've just got to see this £300 as an investment. And she still wasn't interested. And I could clearly see that she wasn't, like, interested so I went behind her back and I bought her a mattress anyway. So she's got a mattress coming this week. But yeah, I just find it mad that a third of our life is sleeping. I find that mental. But yes, we then spend an average of five days a week at work. So that leaves us with, you know, very little time to see friends or family or actually do something for ourselves, such as self-care or hobbies or even just taking time out to do something that our heart yearns for. An inability to maintain a healthy work-life balance, that can really contribute towards burnout. And when work encroaches on our personal time and our commitments, we're going to have limited opportunities for relaxation and recuperation, okay? So that was the third factor. The, the last factor of burnout is personal reasons. So what I mean by this is that, you know, individual characteristics and coping mechanisms, they all play a role in burnout. 
So it might be perfectionism, excessive ambition, you know, difficulty in setting boundaries with people. They are all personal traits that might predispose us to burnout. So you might be thinking, like, do I have burnout? How will I know I have burnout? Let me tell you, because burnout is characterized by a range of physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms. So you could have physical symptoms, you know, such as chronic fatigue. You could have insomnia or disrupted sleep patterns. You could have headaches. You could have stomach problems. You could have weakened immunity. Now, when my mom worked uh, before I retired her last year, she was working like three 12-hour shifts a week. And on those 12-hour shifts, she would work from 7 p.m. till 7 a.m. They told her that she had to be in for her shift half an hour beforehand so that they could do a handover. And then she would stay half an hour afterwards so she could hand over to the next staff. So technically, she was at work for 13 hours. It would take her 15, 20 minutes to drive to work, 15 hours to get back. So technically, 13 and a half hours a day working. She got a 20-minute lunch break in amongst that. And lunch break was at like 2 o'clock in the morning. 20 minute break. I think she was supposed to get a 10 minute on like the first half and a 10 minute on the second half. Didn't work like that. And then she would come home eight o'clock. By the time she's took the dog out, saw to me nana, um, seen to me stepdad, you know, gone and done some food shopping or something like that. She would literally go to bed for two or three hours and then go and do exactly the same thing again. She was at the point of ultimate burnout. And they, they were her symptoms. You know, she had disrupted sleep patterns. She had chronic fatigue. She had headaches. She had stomach problems. She had a weakened immunity. She literally was getting colds and flus all the time because physical illnesses often manifest as the body's response to prolonged stress. I know in the past, like I've had like knots in my stomach, for example, and that just makes you feel so ill. And I would get in from work some nights when I lived with my mom and, you know, I would think, oh, I just need to lie down and rest my head. And that was like 5, 30, 6 o'clock at night. And before I knew it, I'd be waking up on the couch and it would be 10 or 11 o'clock. So they're the physical symptoms of burnout. But we don't just have physical symptoms. We also have emotional symptoms. So these could include, you know, feelings of cynicism or like detachment from work or personal family life and increased irritability or emotional exhaustion. Like we might become emotionally distanced and experience that kind of sense of hopelessness, you know, that we don't have any meaning in our life. I would always close myself off and just think, you know, oh, what a shit day at work. And then I would just want to jump in the shower, get into bed, whack Netflix on, and just chill in me on my own without seeing or hearing from anyone, like really detaching myself from people. And if someone did get in touch with me and my phone started ringing, I'd be like, oh, I wish they would leave me alone. And that was like kind of an increased irritability. So they're kind of the emotional symptoms. The third kind of symptom of burnout is that it can impair your cognitive functions. So that might result in, you know, reduced concentration or memory problems or even a decreased decision-making ability. You might struggle to stay focused on tasks. You might find it hard or challenging to, you know, complete assignments. You must have felt like this at some point in your life where it's got to, you know, mid-afternoon at work and you've got maybe two or three hours left till home time and you just can't concentrate on anything. Your memory just deteriorates and you can't do your job properly. And you just think, oh my God, I need to get up. I'm going to have to go for a walk or I'm falling asleep at my desk. We all get like that. And that is a symptom of burnout. And then the last symptom is behavioral changes. So what I mean by this is changes in your behavior that 
might be evident in reduced productivity or withdrawal from social interaction or reliance on unhealthy coping mechanisms such as, you know, turn into cigarettes or alcohol or drugs to help you feel better about yourself. No matter which of these symptoms you might be experiencing, so it might be behavioral um, changes, it might be emotional symptoms, it might be physical, whatever it is, burnout always takes a heavy toll on us as a whole. Like, it can lead to severe physical and mental health problems. People don't realize this. It can lead to depression, anxiety disorders, and even heart disease. And when we go through burnout, we could also experience a decline in, you know, job satisfaction, in, you know, a decreased self-esteem, not wanting to be around your friends, not wanting to be even spending time with your family. It can really damage those personal and, like, work relationships, basically. So how can we overcome burnout? Like, how do we counteract it? So I've wrote down a few strategies here and notes that might help you, like they've helped me over the last few weeks. And this is probably like, it's not like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It's not like any of those. It's like things that we're probably already doing that we just have to prioritize more, okay? These are things that have helped me. These are a few things that we can all do on a daily basis, such as, you know, planning ahead or scheduling and several other techniques. So if we start with planning ahead, for example. So I think planning ahead is a crucial first step in combating burnout. I think we've done this maybe probably 60, 70 episodes ago now. But remember when I asked you to make those lists on a Sunday night of your priorities for the week ahead? This is going to come in so useful for counteracting burnout. So things we can do here are things like goal setting, for example. So if we begin by setting clear, realistic goals for, you know, both your personal and your professional life, having those well-defined objectives, they're going to provide direction and motivation. So that's going to help you avoid the aimless feeling that can contribute to burnout. Like imagine if we just had no goals in life. Imagine if we didn't know what direction we were headed daily. We wouldn't have any purpose. We wouldn't have any meaning. We would just feel as though, you know, we were just existing, if that makes sense. Something else that can really help is by prioritizing things. So identifying your most important tasks and responsibilities. Because when we prioritize these tasks and we allocate these times and energy accordingly to those tasks, that approach is going to prevent you from spreading yourself too thin and becoming really, really overwhelmed. I like to think of things to do as glass and plastic balls. So use this as a mental, like visual thing. The glass balls are things, you know, like brushing my teeth, eating, drinking water, talking to my partner, all the essential things that help keep us alive, okay? All the other non-urgent things are my plastic balls. So think about your list of priorities and go through them all one by one. Categorize them. Like, are they glass balls? Are they plastic balls? If you were to start juggling the balls and you kept on like adding one more in like every few minutes, which would you rather drop? A plastic one, obviously. You're not going to want a glass one to drop, are you? It could hit your toes. It could smash. Prioritizing is going to help us to see what we've got on our plate and in which order they need to get done. I always say, chew the frog. Get that worst thing on your list out of the way. That really helps you to make yourself feel better because then you won't be procrastinating thinking about that awful task that you've got specifically left to last. Like if you think 
of like just you've got like this list and you've got this really really awful task you'll be like yeah i'm going to leave that to last because it's going to drain me no do it first get it out of the way because then you'll do things slower on the rest of your list knowing that you've got this awful task at the end whereas if you do this awful task first it's going to like boost your self-confidence and you're going to be like yes i've done that it's only taken me an hour i've got all day now to crack on with the rest of this i might get finished early here do you know what i'm saying do the awful task first Something else that really, really helps me daily is time management. So I block out everything in my diary, and I mean everything, and I even allocate time for myself, like such as lunch break, because otherwise I just forget to eat. And I allocate myself so much time for certain tasks because then I'm just able to keep myself on track and know when I'm falling behind on something. And I am so, so easily distracted by any notifications that go off on my phone because I end up reading them. I end up aimlessly then scrolling TikTok or Instagram. So I've even turned off all social notifications on my phone. By blocking out that time in my diary, it means that, you know, say, for example, I give myself an hour to do a specific task. I'll then put my phone out of the way for that hour and just crack right on through that workload. And even a couple of weeks ago, when I was planning for these two weeks ahead of like the event and going on holiday, I removed myself from the office because I knew Jade was in there. I know I am easily distracted, like watching her pack orders or talking to her. So I just thought I'm going to remove myself from the office completely so that I can literally just get my head down, keep my phone over to one side and just crack through stuff and get through my list twice as quickly as it would be if I was down physically in the office. Efficiently managing your time by creating schedules or to-do lists, that's going to allow you to allocate specific time blocks for different tasks and just allow yourself to be mindful of setting aside time for self-care, relaxation too, because that's just as important as the work at hand, okay? Just remember to give yourself those breaks that you need. And then my last strategy is learning your boundaries. So, Establish boundaries to protect your personal time and your well-being. Learn to say no when necessary. Communicate your limits to your colleagues, your friends, your family. Because boundaries are crucial for maintaining a healthy work life or like personal relationship balance, basically. I've had to say no to a couple of my friend gatherings just the other week because... I just didn't have capacity to attend with my heavy workload and I knew that I needed to crack through it all and then it was one of my friend's birthdays which I knew I couldn't miss but I went, I didn't drink, I had non-alcoholic beer, they all went out afterwards, I drove myself home. I just didn't have capacity. I knew that I needed to just crack through my workload, I knew that it would knock me off track the next day, you know, so once I let my friends know how stressed and how busy I actually was, what I had coming up on my plate, what I had the next day, what I had the next week, they were okay with that. But I just had to put that boundary in place and just say, you know, look, for the next two weeks, do not invite me to anything, not to be awful, but I just don't have the capacity. So that's planning ahead in a nutshell. But effective stress management is also huge in preventing and recovering from burnout. So like I say, prioritize self-care practices such as regular exercise, meditation, deep breathing, adequate sleep. They can all help to reduce stress, boost your resilience and improve your overall well-being. I got really, really into my exercise again um, about two months ago and it lasted about four weeks and I've just totally fell off the bandwagon again. 
And I really, really need to like prioritize that. That's my number one thing for between now and Christmas. I am going to prioritize exercise and meditation and all of that jazz to make me feel better because I've probably hit burnout because like I say, it's not just those external factors, but it's also the internal factors as well. So I'm going to start and prioritize those for myself, starting from today, basically. And I know I spoke about it in last week's episode as well, but engage in mindfulness and relaxation techniques. That'll help reduce your anxiety. It'll promote your mental clarity because mindful breathing exercises, you know, progressive muscle relaxation, guided visualizations, they can all be beneficial. And something that we don't do as often as we probably should because we feel like a burden is to lean on your support network. This can really, really help us with burnout. Share your feelings and concerns with friends, family or colleagues. Connecting with other people can really provide that emotional support and it'll foster a sense of belonging as well. You'll realize that, you know, most most of the people that you speak to are probably in the same boat as you. They're just not talking about it. Maintaining a healthy lifestyle by adopting a balanced diet, limiting excessive coffee or alcohol intake, that could be really beneficial for you as well because nutrition and hydration play such a significant role in managing stress. And then something else that could also help you with burnout is delegation. Effective delegation is going to be essential for preventing burnout because If you learn to delegate tasks when possible, that's going to really, really help you out. We need to trust and empower others to take on our responsibilities, both at work and in your personal life. Delegation is going to lighten your workload. It's going to reduce your stress. And it doesn't just pertain to your workload at work as well. It could even be in your private home life. For example, me and Johnny both have our own tasks that we do around the house. Like I do the hoovering, he does the washing. So he puts everything in the washing machine, puts everything on the clothes horse. I do the hoovering and the dusting. So we each have little tasks like that. And they're all equally shared out, but they are all housework style tasks, yeah? So when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed... I've just got to learn to, you know, open my mouth and ask for help or delegate some of my daily tasks to Johnny. And I'll be like, I'm really, really sorry, but, you know, I haven't had time to run the hoover around today. Can you do it when you get a moment? Or would you be able to, you know, walk JJ twice today rather than just the once on the morning? And it sometimes does feel like you're putting onto someone else's workload. But honestly, it's not the end of the world. And nine times out of 10, he'll message back and he'll be like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. No problem. I'm a little less busier today than I am usually. So I honestly don't mind. Something else that could help you is that you could take off creative hobbies and interests that bring you joy and relaxation. Because when we engage in activities that you love, they can provide a valuable mental break. And speaking of breaks, like remember to incorporate those short breaks throughout your day to refresh your mind and just reduce that mental fatigue because these breaks are going to help you maintain focus and productivity. And something else that we don't always do is celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how small they are. Because recognizing your successes, that can really boost your confidence and your motivation as well. So just be kind to yourself, set those realistic expectations, understand that you're not superhuman because it's okay to ask for help or take breaks when needed. And if that burnout persists despite your best efforts, consider making you know some massive significant changes in your life, such as exploring new career options. You might want a new job. You might want to like adjust your family lifestyle or seek a change of scenery. 
But more than anything, just regularly assess your well-being and your stress levels. Make adjustments to your self-care routine and boundaries as needed, and that'll maintain that healthy balance. Because overcoming burnout, it's a process that's going to take you time and effort. Implementing these tips gradually and consistently are really going to help you if you're suffering from burnout, okay? But just remember, we all go through it from time to time. It's perfectly normal. You're not alone by a long shot. We all go through burnout. We all go through stress. We all go through anxiety. We all go through depression. There isn't a single person alive or in the past that won't have gone through this. You are not alone, okay? So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to support me, don't forget you can use the word podcast as a discount code at cannycrystals.co.uk or cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk for 10% off everything. If you would absolutely love nothing more than a 30-day free trial of Audible, have a look at the links in my Instagram bio. Hit the 30-day free trial button. It's great for self-development audiobooks on the go and you can cancel whenever you want to. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, please, please go and leave me a quick five-star review. Like, share, follow, do what you need to do. Tag me in pictures of yourself listening along or wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. I love to see them. I love to share them on my stories. I'm at Canny Crystals on Instagram. And I guess there's nothing left for me to say, but I'll see you all next Friday for another episode. Have a beautiful weekend, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.